Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hey, this is Courtney, and thanks for joining us today. As we begin our prayer and reading, let's start off by taking a moment to pause, be still, and be aware of God's presence. Let's take a moment to share with the Lord where we're at, what we're thinking and feeling, as well as thank Him for all that He's done, is doing, and will do. Lord Jesus, stay with us. From the beginning to the end of this day, be our companion in the way, kindle our hearts, and awaken hope that we may know you as you are revealed in scripture and the breaking of bread. Grant this for the sake of your love. Amen. Lord, as I read your words in scripture, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you lead me and give me understanding. Lord, I ask that you would draw near and meet with me and lead me in your kingdom today. Luke 12, 49 through Luke 13, 9. I came to cast fire on the earth and would that it were already kindled. I have a baptism to be baptized with and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No, I tell you, but rather division. For from now on in one house there will be five divided, three against two and two against three. They will be divided, father against son and son against father, mother against daughter and daughter against mother, mother mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. He also said to the crowds, When you see a cloud rising in the west, you say at once, A shower is coming. And so it happens. And when you see the south wind blowing, you say, there will be scorching heat, and it happens. You hypocrites, you know how to interpret the appearance of earth and sky, but why do you not know how to interpret the present time? And why do you not judge for yourselves what is right? As you go with your accuser before the magistrate, make an effort to settle with him on the way, lest he drag you to the judge, and the judge hand you over to the officer, and the officer put you in prison. I tell you, you will never get out until you have paid the very last penny. There were some present at that very time who told him about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. And he answered them, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered in this way? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. Or those 18 on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them, do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others who lived in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And he told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. 
And he said to the vine dresser, Look, for three years now I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree, and I find none. Cut it down. Why should it use up the ground? And he answered him, Sir, let it alone this year also, until I dig around it and put on manure. Then if it should bear fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As I reflect on the scripture, what really stuck out to me is the parable of the barren fig tree in verses 6 through 9. Um, It reminded me of, let's see, Mark 11 when Jesus cursed the fig tree. And so I've been thinking about that a lot recently. Um, And in reading Mark 11, that part, it to me, it always seemed like, I don't understand. Why did you curse this fig tree? Like, it, it doesn't seem like it really was, you know, doing anything wrong, wrong except being a fig tree, but it was fruitless. And so we see that here in um, Luke 13, where the owner of the vineyard um, comes to see if his fig tree has made any fruit and none is found on it. So he looks at the vine dresser and basically says, You know, it's been three years. This is the fourth year now that he's been looking for fruit on this tree and he never finds any and he tells the vine dresser to cut it down. And the vine dresser responds asking for one more year and that he'll take extra care of it, um, dig around it, give it manure. And if it doesn't bear fruit the next year, then he can cut it down. So in this parable, the man who owns the vineyard is... Uh, symbolic of God the Father, the vine dresser is symbolic of Jesus, and we are the fig tree. After reading this parable, it really stuck out to me how gracious God is that in this parable, the man who owns the vineyard, this is fourth year coming back to a tree that doesn't bear any fruit. And so for three years, at least, he was willing to let the tree take up space and be taken care of by the vine dresser. Um, But in this fourth year, he's ready to cut it down. And the vine dresser, or Jesus, intercedes for the tree, um, just as he intercedes for us, and asks for a little bit more time. It feels harsh to say that the man who owns the vineyard wants to cut the tree down because it's not producing fruit, especially when we can see the symbolism Um, regarding us but this is basically saying the fruitless tree will be cut down so how do we apply this how do we bear fruit as Christians Um, where do we start and I think when I think about bearing fruit it can get um, workspace like how many things am I doing Who am I reaching out to? Who am I serving? Um, Am I sharing the gospel at work? Stuff like that. But I think really the only way to bear fruit is to be in scripture, to be walking with the Holy Spirit, to ask the Holy Spirit to transform us. And that is the only real way that we will bear fruit. It's not something that just pops up one day it's something that matures over time but if we're not getting those nutrients from jesus the living water then 
we won't bear any fruit? You know, are we practicing loving one another, showing mercy, um, forgiving? We can't be showing up to church on Sunday and then not applying what we've heard and what we've learned to our life and asking the Holy Spirit to guide us in that. So the question today is, which areas of your life do you need to ask the Lord for help to bear fruit? And as an action, what scriptures can support you in that endeavor to bear fruit in those areas? Lord, thank you for being so gracious with us that you give us time to mature and to repent and to grow in you, Lord. I pray that, Holy Spirit, you move in us and you point out places that we need to bear fruit, whether it be in relationships or at work or within your our families, Lord. I just pray that you highlight those to each one of us and i pray that you grow us in those areas through your scripture lord i pray that you give us the deep understanding that we can do nothing apart from jesus lord um i pray today that 
anybody listening would just understand and truly know in their heart how much Jesus cares for us and how much you care for us, Lord. Through our lives and by our prayers, may your kingdom come. Amen.